Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You will need eyes to see. The living and the dying living are the same. They are cut from the same cloth. If disposing dead people is a public service, whereas you are in all sorts of trouble, if you kill someone when they are still alive. (laughs) 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 Fucking love it. Uh, on this episode, on this uh, second part of um, movies to watch before you die, you uh, and go to purgatory, you deceased fuck. Um, <laughs> All of you. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, we're talking about my pick, uh, which is uh, 1994's De la Morte de la Mort, or in English, Cemetery Man. Hello. It's me. <clears throat> oh, well, my bottle here, Francesca. Oh, don't worry. I'll get out of the show sometime. Hold on a minute, Franco. In the great tradition of From Dusk Till Dawn and the Night of the Living Dead. You were saying, Franco? Comes Cemetery Man, the movie critics are calling frightfully funny. Why the barbed wire? Do they climb in at night? No. They climb out sometimes. A visual feast of ghoulishness. Deliriously original. A movie full of surprises. We can't. I'm alive. You're dead. I'm not prejudiced to my love. A hilariously ghoulish romp. Get down or I'll shoot. You can't. I'm the mayor. X. Rupert Everett. This time, it is forever. Prestigious Cemetery Man coming October 1st. To uh, so much Hill. better sounding uh, in the Italian way. I agree. <laughs> it's much more haunting. And, yeah, I like it. Yes. I think uh, I wrote down Della Morte, Della Morte uh, in Italian is of love, death of love. Which is amazing because that's his name yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Francisco Della Morte. Yeah. Della Morte. Della Morte. Della Morte. Yeah. Della Morte. 
Um, so this is my pick. Uh, I know this is. A, I think some people will be like, "What the fuck? You want to watch? This is a movie you have to see before you die." I think it is. You damn but, right, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but this is. I think this is not Mike's first time. But I try. I assume this is your first time. One hundred percent. Have never even heard of this fucking movie. I think I was living in Italy when this movie came out too. No shit. Yeah, but I was way too young to be part oh. of any of that oh, shit. Yeah. I was probably not, <laughs> yeah. not nine years old when it came out. So this was totally out of my peripherals. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, no, I'm watching fucking Tango and Cash in '89. The Italians are watching this shit when they're fucking five years. <laughs> <laughs> Different fucking game. Boy, is that a lot to digest in fucking '94 for sure? Oh yeah. I, I guess this is a terrible. Uh, uh, this is a terrible synopsis um, on IMDb. I did not look up any other synopsis for this movie. I mean, this look. Listen to this. IMDb, uh, Let's shoot uh, it. Yeah. Sorry. A cemetery man must kill the dead a second time when they become zombies. That's all it says. Well, to be fair, I don't know how you would even try to make a synopsis. No, it's <laughs> so crazy and all over the place. And like when I was last night, I was like, I forgot so much about this fucking movie. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, here we go. That's very interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll use this one instead. Um, a begird, begeld, beguiled, beguiled. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Tron, the maestro of language. Beguiled caretaker of a small Italian cemetery who searches for love while defending himself from dead people who keep rising again. I think that works better, I guess. I'm fine. It's closer yeah. to what happens, yeah. 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 Even though he's trying to fuck him, but yeah. Yeah. He's a lot of that. <laughs> he's a lot of fucking Fuck! Dirt. Spoilers! <laughs> yeah. Boy, is he a, he a hopeless romantic, man. That dude. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. To say the least. True definition. This is like fucking 1500 romanticism right here. Good God. It's that uh, dark romanticism. I love yeah, it. He wears, his, uh, he wears his heart at the end of his pistol for sure. <laughs> for sure. <yeah. laughs> Some great headshots, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, I want to mention, uh, this is directed by the great Michel Sauvy. Uh, he directed uh, Stage Fright in 87, a movie, that, uh, The Church from 89, which is a, a huge favorite for me. You guys have to watch The Church. Church is amazing. Uh, one of the greatest, like, uh, demonic uh, uh, animatronic head and body I've ever seen while fucking a girl in a church. Pretty great. Um, <laughs> the Sect, <laughs> the Sect, which came out in 1991. You guys got to watch that, too. A lot of bugs and some bug fucking it's fun and um he was a second sure those are sequels those are sequels from one another the church went into the sect after because <laughs> it shows demons three and then he called the other one demons four which is yeah like, that feels like a oh, true no, story I mean, right there well, demons, well I'm, getting, I'm getting to that so, so he was a second game director on tenebrae which is a great uh dario gento movie from 82 uh he had this great movie you guys gotta check out called 2020 texas gladiators uh, which is hilariously fun. Um, a movie called Endgame in 83, which is also fun. Uh, one of my favorite Italian movies called Phenomena from 85, which is like, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, the, the lady, the girl from Labyrinth, Jennifer. Connolly? Huh? Yeah. Jennifer Connolly? Jennifer Connolly's like God, first movie, uh, one of her very first movies, and it's an Ario Gento movie with like, and, um, what's his name uh, from uh, uh, from Halloween, the uh, from Halloween's in it, the, uh, uh, British man, Gleason? yes. Uh, not Gleason. What's his Donald Pleasant? Don, yeah, Donald, Ple Donald Pleasant's in it. Yeah, it's, it's a really great movie. Well, about, about, a, about a girl who has telepathic. You're very good. That girl has telepathic powers with bugs, and and there's a serial killer out there, and she uses the the bugs and tele, telepathy to help like solve murders, which is really great. Ooh, uh, I'm intrigued. Yes, uh, cool. Demons, which is awesome. You guys have to watch Demons. Got a great fucking soundtrack on top of like uh, with like Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, a bunch of great stuff in there. Uh, basically, a bunch of demons outbreak in a movie theater. It's a lot of fun. Um, opera in '87 again, another Dario Argento movie, which you guys have to see. Which uh, a killer stalks a woman in an opera, but she force he forces her uh, to keep her eyes open while he she, while he kills her friends, but by Taking needles and taping them to her eyes and, and by so her wrist. The sadist of the opera. It. What the fuck? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I thought the original guy was already fucked up. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mike. Uh, he was also uh, second unit director on *Adventures of, uh, Adventures of Bear Munchausen*. Oh no! Oh, okay, I saw this credit list pop up. I was like, I didn't know where that you know where he, that cross paths or whatever. That's interesting. Yeah. That was '88. The last thing he did, second unit wise. The Brothers Grimm from 2005. Oh, uh, that's Terry Gilliam. I, yeah, Terry Gilliam. My mind, he fucking directed that pile of shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't believe it either. Crazy. 
Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give you a little rundown. Uh, I'm a big fan of this guy. Um, makes really, like he makes really um, great looking and awesome, intriguing Italian horror movies, and he's great. So, it, this, this is my. Is, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Tron. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, but uh, this is my 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 entrance to a lot of. I've seen a couple of Italian horror flicks here and there. Uh, Jeremy, I know you're the, you've got every single one. <laughs> Not all of them, buddy. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> but, but I know that you, them, yeah. yeah, you're the beast when it comes to fucking Italian horror. Uh, but this is one of the very few times I've forayed into it. And boy, is it, it's a fucking treat, man. I had no idea what I was getting into because I, I intentionally did zero research on this going into it. I wanted it to be, and, and if you hold it in as, you know, Harold, it is a movie that have to, has to be seen before you die kind of thing. Or, you know, fuck off and go to hell in purgatory and, and meet you. <laughs> Disease fuck. You deceased fuck. <laughs> you deceased fuck. Then I, you know, I, I felt confident going into this blind and then I would still be surprised and enjoy it. And I think I would, that's exactly what the fuck happened. So yeah. kudos to you on that, dude. You're well, yeah, sorry, well, I'm Mike. just glad you loved it, man. I'm just glad you loved it. That's all I cared about. I was, it was great. Uh, no, all I was saying is Jeremy got me into the uh, Italian horror scene more as well. And I remember seeing this, like I said, younger. And I don't think I made anything out of it just like this is a weird fucking movie and even going back and rewatching it this time like god i love this type of italian horror man it's so fucking out there and so over the top but it's hilarious and scary at the same time like yeah, uh, yeah. it's yeah. such a fun mix i agree i mean i think a lot of uh italians uh, uh filmmakers did stuff like that i'm not sure if it was always intentionally but um i, I love that it's always sort of dreamlike uh, get it going with some surrealism. Like surrealism before yeah. surrealism, yeah. Yeah, like I said last night. But like, there's this really cool dream logic that, um, you know, if you're not like this sort of person that has to have this sort of standard, can be a lot of fun. If you can go along with the ride, which a movie should be that. Just go along with the ride and have fun and fuck it, who cares? Yeah. Um, and with this, I mean, yeah, I mean, you already know that there are people coming back from the dead. I mean, he's already killing them every night. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. And he got his sort of Igor with them with Nagi, who I love Nagi. He's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and he's uh, like I John Wayne with this six shooter. Like, good it, God, yeah, man! <laughs> like this, this disturbed, uh, like uh, curly, you know, maybe something like that. But um, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize this. Did you guys see this? That Scorsese said this is the one of the. He said this is one of the best Italian movies of the nineties. I did see that. Did. Yeah, blew that's my mind. Impressive. I was like, that's yeah. cool shit. Yeah. That's a pretty good accolade, man. That I would be, I would fucking stand by that. Yeah, right. I agree. I am done. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. Now, <laughs> um, so uh, I'm kind of bummed a little bit because I read this uh, last night, but um, apparently Tangerine Dream was supposed to do the score for this movie. And he passed away, right? No, oh. the fact, the fast, the problem was their 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 um, their, uh, their scheduling couldn't line up, so they had to like they had to drop out. So uh, manual. Oh. So Manuel Sica and Ricardo Bicio, uh, um, they did the score to this, and I think they did a fine job. I love the uh, Cemetery Man like sort of theme. The bump, right. and it has uh, that kind of style feel to that. It really does. Yeah, I, I just wish Tangerine Dream would have the score for this because that would have been fucking the fucking Perfect. jam. Yeah, that there's, there's parts the in the. Yeah, there's parts in it that sound like that. Uh, they're like the runaway horses, Philip Glass, like the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, there's there's like a few times I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty sick. And they switch it up enough throughout the movie that it kind of had. Uh, it reminded me also like certain parts. The the horror mu uh, music definitely sounded a lot like uh, Tales from the Crypt vibes. Sure. Where it was just and like this is intriguing. The feel, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is intriguing and funny, but it's still horror kind of thing. Right. Like, uh, I think they did a pretty good job on capturing that end of it. I yeah, do too. I, I do agree. too. Um, I was hoping, like, even if they couldn't get these, uh, couldn't get Tangerine Dream and say uh, the two composers here couldn't get, the, uh, couldn't come in at the, at the last moment or whatever, that hopefully maybe they get the like Goblin. You guys ever listen to Goblin? Mm, uh, not no. too sure. No. Uh, go check out Gala, man. They're great. It's, it's not. It's it's, a, it's all um, uh, instrumental. It's just no singing in it. But they're they're like the the original like Italian like uh, funk uh, groove sort of band who did a lot of uh, a lot of giallos um, and a lot of Italian uh, horror movies back in the day, mostly for Dario Argento. But like they the band truly fucking kills it. They rock, man. They're awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely um, check that out. A lot of bangers in there, uh, guys. But uh, check those guys out. But hmm. uh, yeah, it's a great band. Um, Claudio Sinfonetti, I think is 
name is the guy who's a, he's the lead uh the, the lead uh keyboardist and goblin but uh i was surprised i didn't get him because you know um michelle uh so evie uh he worked a lot with uh um uh dario gento so i was surprised they got somebody i looked these guys up these guys did a lot, like a lot of like Italian comedies and stuff. They do a lot of like mm. horror stuff. So I thought this, I mean, this, this is like dark almost comedy, feels but... horror comedy to me at sometimes. Yeah, well, it's definitely dark comedy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, straight up. Yeah. I mean, like that that fucking great line where he says, uh, "What's his, what's Morte says like, you know, he talks to he talks to uh, uh, Nagi. He's like, like hey, you know, there's plenty of girls like that, but they have bodies, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I mean, just a so good that the, the tongue in cheek humor or the uh, there's a lot of slapstick in here too which i, I thought was surprising Me too. Uh, and, and yeah i mean they they definitely it's not the kind of horror movie that you laugh because it's bad it's you laugh because they're intentionally trying to make you laugh which yeah, is like you're trying to like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> out there and i love it yes yeah the film was it, also based loose was loosely based off of uh uh Tiziano uh, Scalvi, Scalvi. I know a lot of times, but I can never say their names right correctly. But um, there's a, a, a book he did, a comic book he did called Dylan Dog or the Detective of Nightmare. Um, it's loosely based off that. Um, he also, I think, I don't think he wrote the script for this. Somebody else wrote the script for this. Uh, but like, um, they came out with uh, uh, Dylan Dog, something. I forget what it's called. It has a, has a sort of uh, subtitle to it. With Brendan... The guy who played Superman in Superman Returns. I forget his name. Oh, Brandon mm. Roosh or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like Rush or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but he did a movie. He did an actual adaptation, movie adaptation of uh, Dylan Dog, uh, which is pretty terrible. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, this has been the best adaptation uh, of Dylan Dog, in my opinion. Uh, but it's a French comic book uh, from... Uh, from the 70s i think the early 70s you can look it up mostly black and white yeah. uh but he's like a, he's like a constantine like a john constantine sort of character he didn't use like magical spells but he what he does is like he's kind of like Colchak, the night stalker where he just like um, he's not a reporter but he's a detective of like weird shit like zombies mm. ghosts stuff like that sure but that stuff's really cool i like i like that idea and very progressive at the time too. I, I, I mean, even Constantine wasn't out at that time. I wonder if Constantine, whoever created Constantine, um, and I know his the guy who created Constantine. I just can't remember his fucking name all of a sudden. But um, uh, I wonder if he took some sort of ideas and used that for John Constantine, Hellblazer. But um, I think the character is a really great character design, and all of his. Um, he wasn't as, as horny as he is in this movie, but uh, <laughs> the movie's but, yeah. it's about that. He's yeah. impotent. Like what? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if, if anybody's like in contact with Anna Felchi, I mean, she's, I, I mean, I'd be pretty fucking hard too. I mean, hey, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> and she plays Fair. so many characters in this one, and she's always naked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Thank yeah, you, great. Italians. <laughs> yeah, Italian, thank God yeah. for their freedom and nudity. And, and yeah, it's like, uh, and every time she does get naked, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember those tits. <laughs> I remember those tits from earlier. Oh, That's you oh, ever, she's playing a different character. She's <laughs> playing the same role. Here's like, at one point, here's like Nagi's eating spaghetti, and Everett's getting that fucking pussy wet, man. I mean, it's it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's some damn good spaghetti. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. I relate so much with how he eats spaghetti, dude. Like, I, I just fucking like inside. I feel like that's how I when I have a big plate of food in front of me. That's Really, well, who I'm diving in, motherfuckers. Yeah, inner soul. I mean, like when we when we went paddle boating that one time, or uh, was that right? Is that the correct term? Drawn? I forget. What, oh, we paddle, paddle boarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We went paddle boarding. Man, when we got back and, and took a shower and all that stuff and went to the restaurant, I was so fucking hungry, Me man. Too, I could eat yeah. a, a plate of spaghetti that big. <laughs> 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 have, a, have a dead woman watch me naked. Perfect. <laughs> I love the kid. I'm down. Oh, yeah. A plate as big as those aerial of them. I'm one of them. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit, man. That's good. I love the re I love the reality of this movie. Like this, like this, like the cemetery has its own reality. Um, its own world. It feels like it's yeah. own, and its own mm -hmm. world and its own like rules. And then once they get out of uh, this, this very very not that many that very many times they get out of that and go into town it seems very chaotic like the camera moves really fast there's always like these like weird like fucking like uh what would you call them like they're not hippies but they're like the young quote-unquote young yeah. crowd kids sure. the, they're like the, the italian uh <laughs> italian mods basically sure fucking yeah 
yeah, yeah. Dress up all preppy and hang out next to motorcycles and look like fucking John Lennon's douchebag ass and stuff. It's been a contender. <laughs> yeah. Morrissey's yeah. hanging out. And like, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 I like how that, how like, um, you know, when they go, when, uh, when Bill Amorte goes there and, and he goes there with Nagi and like, um, he sees like the doctor there, um, with the redhead doctor and like the cameras like frantically like going like, oh, you yeah. and, yeah. Nagi throws up on the little nice lady. She's, still, <laughs> she's okay with it. And the whole dialogue right there. Oh, it's just a throw up a little bit. Like it's so random and it doesn't yeah. make sense. It, that's what makes it more surreal to me at the same time. And right. then talking about like the Austria and all that shit. It's like, it's, it's man, this movie is so off putting at the same time as it is easy to watch. I don't know. It's weird. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I find it really, uh, easy. this is probably the second or third time I watch it with Joe and she, she loves this movie. It's very easy to watch. Right. It's, I mean, I, I love the. Um, I got a, a little bit of a um, going back to Terry Gilliam again. I got the uh, some Terry Gilliam ish feels off of the scene where Delamorte goes to get paid, and mm-hmm. um, there's that office building and there's that guy behind the glass, and it's like all these files all over the place. And it kind right. of reminds me of like, um, what was it the uh, Hitchhiker? Brazil. Brazil, yeah, Brazil oh, and yeah. Hitchhikers from the Galaxy, which I think Terry Gilliam's in. Hitchhikers? I, I, probably not, but there's that scene in Hitchhikers where it's like they have, they have to go, you know, form by form by form to just yeah. like get registered or whatever to go to prison right. or some shit. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's very that very familiar feel to it. Gotta what? Gotta cover Brazil one day on the show. That's a yeah. That's oh a, yeah, incredible. That's such a good one. But yeah, no, I, I got that same vibe too. Like everything's poking out of the the filing cabinets and falling out all over the place. And he's like, ah, here's the form uh, M3 to speak to the mayor, kind of shit, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, but like you're saying, everything does feel disorienting when he's outside of the cemetery. I guess that kind of creates a world of like this is the central point of his universe, and the city and everything's the outskirts. And of course, as we figure out later on, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a snow globe, right? Yeah. Dude, how fast did that chick move on from her husband dying? She was like, Let's. <laughs> I mean, she was minutes. like, <laughs> minutes, dude. She was just God like, damn. oh, you've got a, a fucking crypt with bones in it. Let's fuck, dude. Fuck my husband. Let's fuck on top of his grave, dude. His dick's yeah. in the ground. I need your dick in me. Yeah, I also love the uh, very uh, rapey skeletons. Yeah. Oh, for sure. so many rapey skeletons! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what I, the um, fuck? <laughs> I like, I like the the idea of them just calling her, uh, calling uh, NFLG's character just she because she uh, is so many different people in this oh, movie. Yeah. She plays uh, like four characters. Yeah, yeah, and I love the. Uh, I well, I kind of had this. I've always had this idea of that. Like, is she actually the same woman, or since he's gotten bitten, is he delusional about it? Mm, and that's I like the ambiguity about that too, man. I, I was wondering about that as well, and I don't fucking know. It's also surreal already. So it's like, how the fuck do you define the line between truth and or fiction and fact? Or, yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's so hard, and and things start becoming more and more bizarre after he gets bitten. He starts to see yep. his death character. He starts to, yeah, things start to get really out of fucking control. He starts like going crazy in his dreams, but it actually happens in reality. So who knows, man? Maybe you're onto something. Maybe that's when. Everything started going downhill, and that was it. I uh, the, as many times as I've seen this movie, and I saw this movie back in like 2015. Uh, some podcast, uh, one of the f- very many podcasts I listen to, cult podcasts I listen to, they mentioned this movie, and uh, I had to find it. I found it on YouTube back in the day, and it looked great. It looks great still to this day, even whatever platform you watch it on. I have a Blu-ray of it from Shameless Video, and it still looked fucking fantastic. Uh, but um, when I watched it. Um, after several times watching it, uh, I feel like he was always kind of crazy because I don't because when he, he he's always talking to Franco on the phone, and then eventually he talks he sees Franco. Franco doesn't doesn't know him. Yeah, I've never met you before. Like, what the what kind of mind fuck is this? Is that zoom out of like that great scene? That zoom out scene of like that operating room. Oh, I love that shot. Uh, it's yeah, a great yeah. shot. Uh, it's out of many great shots in this movie. Mm-hmm. But like, they never go back to Franco. Like he just, it just, that's it. <laughs> so weird. Like he's like, I can't do this without you, Franco. I can't do this without you, man. It's like, I don't know you. Damn, man. <laughs> yeah. That's uh fucking the, uh, so with Franco wasn't, so we, he wasn't the guy that was working the files and filled out the form for him. 
Oh yeah, I guess that is Franco, huh? I'm sorry. I'm yeah, I, I don't know right. if that was or wasn't him, but it seems like that was his interaction. It was like he's paying me, and he's like, "Yeah, I guess I'll keep having a job if I got to keep killing people." Nobody believes him. The fucking detective no. is the most hilarious person I, I love think, in the entire movie. Just <laughs> how fucking like, and he, he just that like, well, I don't listen. That's yeah. the crazy part to me. It's like, oh, I can't be that. The most obvious fucking Occam's razor yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like nah, yeah. no fucking way. <laughs> no, couldn't be no. Not the guy that lives in a cemetery and carries a gun. It's like, you know, the wife dies. No, it's not the husband. That's crazy talk. (laughs) It's always the husband. It's always the husband. Look there first. (laughs) I wrote that note down several times. I just love that. It's just just like, like, I can't believe you would do this. There's no way you do this. Yeah, the, the the first the first death, which is the she, right, and then fucking mm-hmm. detective just goes, ah, now your dick doesn't work. No, it couldn't be you, dude. Be oh, you. he's impotent. Ah, oh, this he couldn't do it. It's like he <laughs> probably right. kills him to get hard. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Read one FBI profile of a serial killer. Good God, just one. <laughs> I love that everybody in this entire universe knows about his impotence too. It's it's, it's not just it's it. like around yeah. the town. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I guess because everyone tried to fuck him, he was like, eh. I need the cold bodies. He has a very, uh, yeah, he's quite the character. He has like a very uh, Costanza way of lying about his professions too. Is like, I'm a biologist. And, and he's like, he's an engineer. He's like, goes along with it for the most part, and he starts like turning against it. Jerry! It's not burying these bodies. <laughs> God damn it! Well, how do you guys feel about Rupert Everett in this movie, man? He's awesome, and it blew my mind that, like I said, my first introduction to him was my best friend's wedding. So oh, seeing dude. this a few years later, it's like, oh wow, okay, fuck. <laughs> he yeah. can actually act, and not oh, just yeah. be the funny gay sidekick in the movie. You know, not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that, but that's <laughs> no, no. Thing but that that's role, the yeah. role that, yeah, that is exactly. His role. Yeah. That was a big role for him back in the 90s, man. So I, I was telling Chris in the break, of, apparently he tried to get the main actress to do an American version after or after he got famous for My Best Friend's Wedding, but it never materialized. Really? Which is probably for the best, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the I moment think I stabbed this dead bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cemetery for you. <laughs> so bad. Uh, did, I forget. Um... I don't remember where I read this at, so I, I can't tell you the source, but I believe they had they had the option to uh well Michelle Sovi uh, had the option to have a bigger budget if they got a different actor to play in this role. Um Ooh. I forget the actor. Um I kinda wanna say it's Matt Dillon. Oh, Matt Dillon. Okay, here it is. No, yeah, Matt right. Dillon. Yeah, uh the sets uh, for the cemetery in the film were built upon oh no, that's that it um where's it at? I just lost it. What the fuck happened? I saw it on the Wikipedia. I'm trying to go back and find it. Yeah, I think Matt Dillon was... They was your first choice. Like, yeah, uh, but I... Yeah, I don't know. I lost it, but... I, I'm glad they picked wow. him. He's way better. Yeah. Than yeah fucking Matt just... Dillon, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> Matt Dillon would play it more, in my opinion, darker. And, like, it should... It, like, Rupert plays it perfect right down the middle of the comedic kind of crazy aspect of it all, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't. I can't really imagine it with Dylan in that in that spot. That's, uh, but he's a perfect fit for sure. Yeah, this says. Oh, here I found it. This says uh, an American company was willing to fund the, and distribute the movie if Matt Dillon was cast as Francisco. Man, I how weird would that have been? Jesus. Spoiler alert! Uh. It was Matt Dillon's production company. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Well, I know. I know. But he needs. I mean, Matt Dillon's great in the fucking uh, what's the what's that movie? Uh, oh, House that Jack built. Yeah, House of Jack built. I mean, I think he, yeah, now he probably pulled off, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, there are um, wacky scenes in this movie, a lot of wacky scenes. Oh, boy. Uh, I love, uh, my fa- one of my favorite wacky scenes is all the motorcycle kids driving this recklessly on the yeah, mountaintop highway. Uh, just taking turns, like, willy-nilly, fuck it, whatever, who cares? Who cares? Like, we live forever. Then this a fucking bu- tour bus hits this kid and, like, smashes his fucking brains. It's such a great crash scene, too, but it's so ridiculous yeah. <laughs> how they shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> Kills this kid, uh, and this is a hilarious funeral scene with, like, his burned, charcoal body 
and his bike, they're like both connected together still. And the girlfriend's <laughs> They bury it. him attached char to his motorcycle. It's like they're like, well, let's like, put him in the ground. <laughs> He's we going in the ground with what he loved. <laughs> I guess God like, needed a motorcycle wrecker. <laughs> Here he goes. And, and <laughs> right the chick there. that gets run over her brain, it looks like it's like jelly mixed with water splashing across the fucking road. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> God like, dude, they fucking just went all out on this. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. And they sent a bus full of fucking Boy Scouts over a cliffside. Like the entire wow. thing is so like <laughs> over. The- but what's even better about it is the detective, still one of my favorite characters ever. And like the seed right after it is like, oh, it's fucking hilarious. What a bunch of dipshits. They're all dead, like <laughs> laughing about it. And he's like, and it was a bunch of Boy Scouts in the bus. They had to sew her head back on. Can you fucking believe it? Ah, how crazy. Yeah, they thought they're young. They died, huh? <laughs> they won't be in the sequel. <laughs> oh, we get a whole full, we get a, get a full on like Boy Scout massacre at some point in here, which is great. Or yeah, dude. Boy Scout massacre. A lot of headshots, a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So many headshots. It's, it's amazing. Like, that motherfucker should have been a fucking a gunslinger in the old west. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. Every oh, really? shot is killer. Yeah, yeah. You guys get you guys gotta see the beyond. Uh the beyond's awesome. It's one of my favorite Italian movies of all time. But there's a there's there the, the hedge it's also an Italian movie. Uh did I just say that? Probably did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. but um there's a lot of great fucking headshots in that movie. The squibs are flying hard, man. The the practical fucking heads are on point, the shooting fucking grape jelly. <laughs> it's it's amazing. But uh, this movie's this got one, this one did shit. some, yeah, this one did some great ones, dude. Uh, and great, little... gun, great gunshot sounds in this movie. Just, yes. You can feel yeah. the power of it. Yeah, it's, it seems like he's got a hell of a cannon, which somehow has more than six shots in it. There's that scene with the course, <laughs> Boy Scouts yeah. in it, but that's a, such a common fucking thing. It's movie that. magic. That's movie magic, <laughs> man. Poor yeah. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> That's movie tragedy right there, right? <laughs> oh, fuck. Alec. All charges dropped. Doing, back to the set. Oh, damn, I know. Time to get back I had up to. there. Is he, is he still acting in that movie or no? So it's, from what I understand, they're still going to try to finish that fucking shit show. Ah, okay, so I, I saw it recently. Okay, all right. Yeah, Giving yeah. him a, a, yeah. Give him another shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he already took that one. <laughs> Fuck you. Give him a load of Ellen took See two what... people down the whole fucking movie. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I, well, going back to this movie, I do love the idea of them fucking on uh, the husband's gravestone. It's a lot of fun. And oh, yeah. I love the way it's that. Very Game she, of Thrones. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, and I, um, uh, uh, I love uh, 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 the the fact that she's like Tron said it before, going down into a crypt and uh, totally cool, just taking off her fucking shoes and walking through this fucked up water, <laughs> and getting horny for it. I love it, and then putting the towel over it, like that sort of like uh, robe over. It's like a shawl, yeah, yeah, yeah a shawl, like whatever, red shawl, yeah, over, over, over its head, and it's like they're making out, and it's like three sixty style. I mean. And she's like, I must be faithful to my husband. I wrote that quote down. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is, like, you, I think you've stepped across that line. <laughs> yeah. And then she literally in the same breath goes on to say, like, so tell me nothing will separate us even in death in a one night stand that I met you on our husband's grave. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? This bitch is and crazy, like, dude. like, you fucking rapey skeletons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. Ripping clothes off, dude. Pretty sure you used to some, yeah. Man. And I said, and they're fucking on her husband's grave. L O L O L O L O. Like you can't take any other notes than that. <laughs> no, that's yeah. That's all you need yeah. out of that one. <laughs> so I will right. say it's a great shot. Uh, the, oh, the, the, yeah. I did like too the 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 flaming like balls floating there. You can clearly awesome. see the yeah. tring on a couple of times, but it does look good. Really cool. Yeah. Really really cool stuff. Like all right, well, uh, I should have said it before, but I'm the production design here. I mean, it's like off the charts. This thing is amazing. Yeah. Um, the the practical effects, squib effects. Uh, at one point, we get some animatronic effects with the with the Grim Reaper. Um, just like the like just the whole like the camera work is amazing. Like sort of that that scene where um, there's maybe a quote unquote reincarnation of she, and they go to fuck. And she takes her shoes off, and one shoe hits the ground, and through the creek, the camera goes through, and you see Nagi underneath it. Great shot. 
Um, a lot of great shots in this fucking movie. These Italians, man, back in the day, they just knew how to make some fucking really awesome. Um, and how specific... to capture it well. Yeah, mm-hmm. capture it really well. Man, the cinematography is like on point all through this fucking movie. It's amazing. Yeah. And like you said, their effects are just spot on. It's like, you know, Sam Winston's just jerking off in the 60s. Like, oh, my God, I love this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's so incredible. And I love seeing those influences. You know what I mean? It's, it's incredible. Me too. Me too. Um, I, I've, Mike, I, was, I, I wrote this in a note. Um, the the, the uh, death in this movie reminded me a lot of death in Baron Munchausen, too. It looks similar. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that for sure. It's almost the same design. I, I didn't man, yeah. I didn't pick on that and I, I didn't pick up on that until you said that. Oh, okay. I made notes on that. Yeah. It's just he's an it's an incredible uh, character uh from anim- uh, uh, just animatronic wise, but also like in Bear Munchausen, uh, which we will get to some say on the show. Uh movie also you should watch before you go to Purgatory, you deceased fuck. Deceased and fuck. Um, <laughs> the fact that Bear Munchausen always is trying to just run away from death. So and this very different, obviously, like basically right. a killer a- asking death, what's the point of living, you know? Yeah. Like, and I was kind of confused on the overall point of it all. Like, even though I went back yeah. and watched it twice, I'm still kind of in. And I like that about the movie even more. Like, right. you know me, I'm always trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. What's the issue? What's the whole thing? And I like that there's a lot of ambiguity here, to say the very least. Right. Yeah, well, and I the think, first uh, half is like it seems like a lot of it, and I, and I think it's even said like he says it himself. He's yeah. like, we all do what we can not to think about life. So it's all like a distraction to keep him from focusing oh, on. I wrote that quote. Else. It's like a certain point in life, you get to a point where you know more dead people than alive. I was like, damn, yeah. that's a damn, good quote. yeah, that's, that's deep. Good yeah. Quote. yeah. And he says he says like something like uh, um like uh, what do you say towards the end? He's like like I always knew that like the re- like real like the real reality of this world wasn't real like. The right. world outside of this world was never real. Like I thought that mm. was, that's, that's pretty fucking deep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that perception of it. All, Me too. Man. Especially when, um, like, I'm going to be honest with you for a movie this type, I didn't expect something so deep and it definitely dives into all of that. Oh, it, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, I like, I like how, uh, Dylan mm. calls, uh, the undead, uh, returners. Those like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrote, yeah. The returners. I wrote that down too. I thought that was an interesting term. Uh, it's not the re- same thing. Yeah. Sorry. Good. No, they're not the typical like zombie type. Zombie I like thing. that it was a different kind of play on it. Right, right. Um, um, and I think a little bit of has a little bit of that has to do with Return of the Living Dead. I'm not sure if Michelle Savi ever saw that. Uh, but you know the fact that the zombies can uh talk in this movie and have right. like motivations. I mean, the mayor at one point like climbing, trying to climb out of the cemetery, and like the Morty's like, you can't leave. You have to be respectful, to, like respectful to this place. He's like, can't kill me. I'm the mayor. <laughs> the fucking X. Don't X. make me shoot you in the head. <laughs> I love like the next scene's like, "Hi, I'm such and such. I'm the new mayor." <laughs> like, <laughs> no elected needed. <laughs> yeah, very surreal in that way. That it's just this yeah. outside town just moves fast by and ignores everything that happens by every means. Like he's keeping that shit together so it doesn't spread out and kill everyone. And uh, these these people that are these quote unquote zombies because I don't really think they are zombies because they some of them have like superpowers right. like the fucking mayor's daughter's head can fly into things and and like uh, levitate. That's so hot right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so, I, it's I don't so want to. I don't want to. So I, I don't want to uh, surprise you here, Tron. But there's a uh, there's a movie called a movie called Zombie. There's a series of sequels. Um, I believe it's Zombie Four. Or seven, uh, there is a head, uh, a flying head zombie in that movie. So, uh, <laughs> flying zombie heads in Italian movies, uh, nothing new. Nothing new? Nothing new. Nothing okay, new. so it got lifted. But, but she <laughs> speaks in this, though. But I love that line when her dad's like, Valentina, what are you doing on TV? And her head's in the TV. It's funny. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. She follows it up with, I'm going to marry this guy. And she's like, this subhuman piece of shit. (laughs) It's like, no, dude. Get off my boy Noggy like that, dude. Get off my boy Noggy. Like, he's he's living his best life right now. Poor best. He's my favorite character in the whole movie. (laughs) He's like, ah, poor Noggy. (laughs) The relationship between Noggy and Della Morte is great. Like, truly, like, awesome. Like, once a woman gets involved, like, it's all kind of (laughs) fucked up and corrupted. But, like, it gives me very Dracula Renfield vibes. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, this is for Rinsfield and you know uh, Dracula, uh, but like it's it's very interesting. But I I love like the, the sympathy, the sympathetic side of of Nagi, and even with with uh, De La Morte, he's very he seems to be very sympathetic until yeah. close after he gets bit, and that poor things kind of change, and he gets gets kind of like delusional. He goes out hunting like a fucking serial killer, like looking at prostitutes and shooting fucking yuppies in the face. They drive by, well, wanting to at least, but he doesn't do it. Motherfucker's hanging out with Ted Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He dri- also drives a Volkswagen Beetle, like oh, Ted Bundy. Oh, no shit. There you go. Damn. Um, what if that was part of it? I don't know. Uh, but um, I-, I love the, uh, uh, the-, the fact that um, he has the most sympathy that Dylan Morty has is when he wakes up from that quote unquote sort of coma. At some mm-hmm. point in the movie, towards the end, and the old, the sweet old lady Pia, uh, who comes in and out with crutches, um, uh, she f- has finally died. Yeah, and he's like, "What happened here?" And you know, obviously, you know, uh, Nagi didn't say much. He doesn't really talk at all. Until the very, very end, he actually says words. Yeah. But um, it's kind of it's a sweet moment. Like, damn, like this woman who's always here, and also asked me like, "What pictures do you like? What should I put on my my costume stone?" <laughs> <laughs> one on this one, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, that one first, that one second, please. But yeah, it's just parts always like calls Nagi cutie, and that's what made, leads me to believe that that maybe is where things seriously changed. Like that, it had taken an effect on him because that it seemed like that chick was around for eternity, coming by and and bugging them. And as soon as he got bit, that's when everything started drastically right. going for the worst. Like everything started changing. So maybe so. Yeah. I, again, I, I, I think it's in a, I think that 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 yes. globe, that sort of globe we see at the beginning of the credits, that, that I think that really sh- tells us all. Like, like there's no, hmm. like, there's, there's no way out of death. Like, you're this is the way it's going to be. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. It, no, totally. Yeah, it's a very interesting thought. And like this one, this movie to me also kind of just kind of blasts in death's face a lot. And I feel like that was a, a part of it as well. Like the, how absurd and brutal it is. Like like the next fucking minute, it's it's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I agree. Especially in his conversations with death. It's like, yep. yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh yeah, this guy has no concept of like the, any fear of death or anything like that. It's just a stage that this is this or that. And then here we go. Basically. It's like, that's it's like life to them is a shitty game of poker or something. Like, right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. it's, it's some philosophy stuff in here is pretty goofy, but I mean, for the most part, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's simplified. in that I think that's the best way to do it to, uh, for sort of people with layman terms uh, with a movie. That's pretty crazy. Like this movie. Um, that and with, I like with realities over explanations, you know. I yeah, like that. exactly. Like it's straightforward, which Italians are. It's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, yeah, that's why I think the the movie has a lot of weight to it compared to you know with all the other goofy things that happen in the movie. But I think that's why the movie works so well. All the surreal surrealism, um, the goofy sort of fumbling stuff. Um, you know, Tron's favorite character, the detective, which is one of mine as well. Um, you know. Uh, with all that, we have a, a truly moral dilemma in the middle with De La Morte. Like, what am I doing? What, what is death? What is life? What am I doing mm-hmm. here? Um, this girl. And how do I feel about what he's doing? Yeah. Exactly. Why am I being, why am I feeling this way? Like, what am I doing? Like, and then at, at some point going like, I want to do this. I want to be caught. You know, I want to, yeah. this is my purpose to do this. And it's just. Really, like at one point where he, the detective's talking to him, he's like, "Why am I not the fucking prime suspect?" Right, right. You know, yeah. and the detective's like, "Oh, you know, you, you never be the prime suspect. What are you talking about? It's fine. It's very uh, <laughs> like the American t- smart smart Like, oh, you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very American psycho moment that he just feels like invincible. He's just like, "Oh, I could fucking do whatever I want at this moment." Like, no one's ever that even happened in American Psycho. I love that part. Yeah, yeah, that's very very true. But it's very uh, um uh, the end of it, yeah. With the yeah. Uh, the lawyer at the end calling the lawyer at the end of the phone, and leaving a voicemail. In his face, like God, it gives yeah. That that to me, uh, I mean, I think the most complex character probably in this this movie still is Nagi because he well, he definitely is yes. And I don't think that like Delamora knows Nagi as well as he thinks he does. Like I think Nagi is more aware than he lets on. 
Yeah, I agree obviously, because he's like repairing that skull perfectly, and he's like, "Oh, Nagi, you're you know you're so dumb, you'd never be able to do that." And like disassembles it before he comes to the door. Uh, he also like assumes that, and even when he's going to that coma, he's like, "Oh, Nagi would never have the guts to put a shovel in my head if I was like." And literally the next second, Nagi put one into the fucking door next. I'm like, "Have you changed yeah. yet?" Like, yeah. yep. A second, yeah. I would do that. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty Nagi cool. also Nagi also has the forthright to throw the fucking gun to the ocean. Yeah. At the end. Like, no more yeah. killing. We're done. Over. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll never know. But I mean, the Until decision to, to this new cemetery. <laughs> I mean, like, my, my thought was, like, the reason why he, sh- he threw the gun into the, into the abyss or whatever is that, like, maybe, like, maybe corpses are just fucking, like, sad and alone. Why don't you just talk to them instead of just shooting them in the fucking head all the time? That could be a message. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean... He never tried I mean, to death, talk. death. No, death literally tells him, stop killing the dead. Like, he's yeah. like, dude, stop killing the dead. Yeah. If you're going to just fucking do that, go kill the living. Shoot the living. Yeah. And it's what I think he also says towards the end, like, like uh, you'll never know death until you know me. Yeah. And he never cares to actually know him. He just philosophizes a bunch of shit and never actually gets anywhere. And just kind of just keeps questioning himself the entire time when death is right there and it could, it could actually answer some fucking questions. But he never asked. He never. Goes with it. He just rather shoot off, shoot people in the head, and shoot wings off, uh, fucking statues. Oh yeah, it's because he he kills. He starts to going on a killing spree. It's like kills without prejudice. He says he does never kills out of hatred. He kills out of love and out of indifference. I think was the other thing. And it's like yeah, that's this is uh, insane. It's an insane way to fucking act because truly he's just like in the moment towards the last. 45 minutes of the movie, he's acting a way just to try to kill as many people as possible. Yeah. And killing yeah, with indifference, yeah. that's psychopathy. Like, that is completely through, fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah, that's way worse than killing out of anger. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But if you're killing the dead, um, <clears throat> or the undead, um, possibly there could be a, 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 a thought in your uh, the front of your mind saying, like, okay, I'm doing them a service by putting them back out of their misery so they can sleep forever. But go when, when I the sort of the the, uh, the quote I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, that's where he's that's where the the cro- the line starts to cross and twist. Like like, you know, if I can kill the dead and the sh- and sh- the living are going to be dead at some point, cut from the same cloth, why not kill them too? Still doing a service. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Those troll psychopath. So but much you so see he- you see how see how fucking deep it could go on one end and then it turns. Super yep. cartoonish when the mayor's assistant fucking shows up and is like, "Oh yeah, I'm scared of dicks." And then fucking <laughs> it goes through a <laughs> it goes true. through a very fucking Roger Rabbit kind of scene where it's like, uh, this guy, this doctor doesn't want to cut his dick off with like cartoon sized scissors, and I love he's it. just like, ah, "I'm so, gonna take it's this so random and weird out of nowhere, real fast." It's crazy, it's, and yeah. yeah, and and it's you can yeah, tell like, it's based off of, it's based to be funny because the hilarity of the the. The tragedy of the situation is he fucking, you know, uh, makes himself impotent, even though he's been called impotent forever. Finally gets the chance. She's like, I've done it for you, honey. Like, we could finally hook up. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I got raped by the mayor, and I actually liked it, and we kept fucking, which is even fucking crazier. I think it's on a text. I was like, man, I forgot everything about this movie or so much. <laughs> oh, that seems so on the plot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so fucking crazy. Hey, I mean, it's just, it just it 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 uh, uh sums up to what this sort of crazy reality is. Everything's up, everything's upside down. So I mean, it makes total. It just gets crazier and crazier. Which uh, it's on purpose, obviously, to make you you sort of follow that path with Everett. Like, what the, what the fuck is reality? And what is reality? I have fucking no idea. At this point, I'm done. Yeah, he clings on to disconnection, love. paranoia. Yep. A lot, man. Yeah, he tries to cling on to it wherever he can find it from, and like immediately, every the first five minutes he meets anybody, he's like, "Are, are you? Do you love me? I love you." And it's right. like that, yeah, blind Some love, toxic, kinda. toxic yeah. shit, right there. Very exactly. Toxic, very That's toxic. how you end up with that. You got a gun in your hand. I totally love you. We're cool. Yes, <laughs> yes I do love you. Oh, I'm a prostitute. Yes, I do love you. <laughs> right, right. right. Well, she told me she loved me. That's 150. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to call some more. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I love that scene where he brings a heat lamp and puts it on the bed and covers the sheet over it and just fucking catches this lady That's on brutal. fire. That's it's fucking brutal. brutal. Fucking and there's amazing. two innocents. There's two innocent, like, well, I guess one is, is a madam or whatever. They're fucking working together. Well, the boyfriend's in there, too, so he dies as well, so. Yeah, everyone everyone gets it, dude. Everyone gets yeah. fucking torched, but it's it's. And, and Rupert yeah. acting like he's about to make himself a cup of tea when it happens. Like, so, <laughs> the way he plays the role is so fucking well done. Yeah, it is. Yeah, other detectives like, hey, don't worry about it. I got this. He's like, would yeah. well, you get that? Like, he's like, like, yeah, just you know, don't worry about it. You know what? From the real guy, he kills his family. <laughs> he's in his <laughs> dishes right now. Everything's fine. Get the real killer. He's like, what the fuck happened? And then the, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. He goes to the institution and like <laughs> kills a bunch of fucking people. Yeah. The detective's like, hey, don't worry, dude. Like, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> detective's like, insane. I like to fuck whores. I like to go to whorehouses too, man. Don't you worry about it. I got this. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. The way he pops up bodies in that fucking room, Mike. Yeah, you're right, dude. That's that's it like it just gets insane. <laughs> oh, like, he kills that I love when he kills I love when he kills a nun. Like, there's no smoking. What the hell dare you? And just shoots him the yeah. fucking eyeball. And just then the, the other dude comes yeah. in and he shoots him. And he's like, the other nurse comes in and goes, what happened? And he's like, they killed each other. <laughs> you don't believe me? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking, yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, we trust this guy with the gun in his hand, of course. <laughs> and the detective's like, like, oh, my God. Oh, uh, De La Morte, there's a killer on the loose right now. He's on a level whatever. He's like, oh, I see. You got a gun? Good. You can protect yourself. <laughs> he's yeah. Like, I did it. <laughs> the detective even said he's awesome. like he's been up there shooting everyone up and then looks down at the gun. Like that sequence is so good, dude. Oh right. yeah. So awesome. this, ain't, this ain't 1960s Texas where it actually paid to have civilians having a gun against everyone else. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right, what the fuck, man? Yeah, dude. <laughs> malicious and shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. The ending of this movie is just insane. It feels like a fever dream that just keeps running. I'm like, what oh, the fuck? Yeah. I I it blew my mind how crazier and crazier it got. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It it's, spun it's, into a fucking crazy spiral, dude. It's it's yeah. The the whole like let's load up the car and fucking hit the road and uh yeah. I mean, of course you got to take your boy Nagi with you, right? But, I would hope so. <laughs> what was in the coffin <laughs> that he loaded these... up? Was it his his violin or whatever it was he was playing oh, a cello? I think it's a cello. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. That's what was in the coffin itself that they put on top of the car. Hang on. I'm not 100% certain. I'm trying to find out. Because I don't know if they just put that in the car and then that was like an actual coffin he had for some other reason. Don't, Maybe uh, just carry the, the mayor's head. The, mayor, the mayor's daughter's head in it or something like that. No, no. He, the, the mayor's daughter gets shot in the head. Uh, remember? Yeah, but I don't know if he obsessed with like keeping her head around still, you know. Well, remember he putting it off in. But you remember Nagi plays that fucking weird violin box thing early in the of movie? Of course, yeah, yeah. 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 It must be. It must be. It's got to be what's in there. I can't. I, hate it. It. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I it wasn't it, though. It'd be amazing. It's Marcellus Wallace's soul, I believe. No, man, I'm pretty fucking far from okay. fucking far from okay. But oh, I, I actually felt tense, dude, like as he was going through the tunnel and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, man, like because he had built it up really well of like what's going to yeah. be on the other side of this. And again, never having seen this movie, there was a moment like for a movie that's 30 years old to feel a moment of tension like that at the end is just like, holy fuck, this is intense, dude. That, that's great yeah. filmmaking. Yeah. And the whole thing that happens with Nagi and slamming his head and fucking that part was nuts, dude. Like fucking brutal. Ah. And and of yeah. course he doesn't even notice. He's just like looking around. He's like, ah, I knew this life was gonna be. It's just this endless fucking loop of everything happening in this tiny little fucking snow globe I live in, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's wild. It's that Denzel Washington TV show from the fucking eighties, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> you find out just some uh, like autistic kid that dreamed the whole thing. Oh yeah. Uh, kind of that was kind of vibe I got from it. Uh, it's like, oh man. But I love the way it was done in this movie so much. Okay, I also kind of remind me of like uh, Krampus, you know, at the ending of Krampus. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sort of these uh, lives uh, that were sort of, uh, I guess they had deemed that weren't, you know, fair. And then at the end, you know, we see how that works all out. So all works out. So 
Well, you know, this this guy gets some sort of weird second chance to be somebody else, and uh, we never get to see it. But um, I do find it what interesting. The fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's he switches, so his I, it, that's the one thing I didn't understand about this movie. The very very end, him and Nagi's brains seem like they switched because all he could say was "yeah," right, and then Nagi could yeah, speak. Go ahead, go ahead, Nagi Chris. could speak. Nagi for the first time ever says anything in the movie, and yeah. he's like, "Dude, like, let's drive me back." Like, can we go back start, home, please? Yeah, can we go back home, please? Like in clear fucking, like able to speak clearly, and then Dilamorte is just stuck saying nothing like "yeah," which is literally what. You know, Nagi was stuck saying the entire movie, and I have no idea why they they chose to do that. Well, it I mean, still doesn't make sense to me. But they switch spots it's, it's, basically. Dilamorte does say after uh, after Nagi says, "Can we go back home?" He says, "Yes, yes, we can." You know, so he he can still speak, but I mean, at that point, like he, yeah, you're right. He sort of loses like consciousness and like well, like the last paragraph on the synopsis because I was confused about that shit too. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. And it's Nagi and Dilamorte pack up their car and leave Buffalora. Nagi's head is injured when Delamora slams on the brakes. They get out of the vehicle, walk to the edge of the road where it drops into a chasm. Nagi begins to seize and collapses on the ground. Delamorte realizes the rest of the world doesn't exist. Fearing his assistant is dying, he loads a gun with two dum dum bullets and finishes them both off. How However, do you know dum dum? Ah, those are those are uh, that's an old school name of a, the munitions company that used to make hollow points and they used to call them dum dum bullets. Oh, call them, uh, okay, okay. They call them yeah, yeah, percussion bullets. But yeah, go okay, on. Okay. It, the last part, however, uh, Delamorte cannot bring himself to shoot his friend. Nagi wakes up, drops the gun off the clip, and asks to be taken home, speaking clearly for the first time. Delamorte replies, "Nah, G N A." As the credits roll, the camera zooms out to reveal two men standing in the snow globe. So that's the whole ambiguity right there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He does yeah, say, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the entire movie, that's what fucking, that's the only thing Nagi ever says. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if he's doing it tongue in cheek to be like, yeah, well, you know, speaking in Nagi is, speak or if their brains had switched or what the fuck is going on. But that's crazy. Yeah. I agree. It's, uh, it's, it's or possible. It here's, here's a fucking curveball for you. Possible that fucking the entire storyline is told from Nagi's standpoint, and after he suffers that brain injury, he could fucking <laughs> everything got switched. Yeah, that, I mean, that was going to be my thought too. Yeah, Delamorte replies at the end, "GNA," which is the only thing that Nagi says throughout the whole thing. So right. maybe Delamorte is hallucinated, or like he's in a, a coma type fucking whatever that TV show was, Denzel Washington <laughs> thing. You know, where it's just yeah. or like identity, where it's all in someone's head. Also, um, uh, Delamorte also suffers a head wound, and after the head wound, he goes straight to the doctor to be castrated, which is interesting. Oh. And probably good on you, Delamorte. <laughs> <laughs> Stop he's like, he's like, you should get married, she wants to get married, she wants to get married. He's like, fuck it, I can't do it. Like, like, he gets, and he, while he's walking up to Nagi, while Nagi's watching, like, 24-hour, like, jet planes taking off or some shit. Yeah, like uh, World War okay, II he, footage or some yeah, shit. World War II footage or something like that. And he gets uh -huh. he hits his head on the floorboard or a cross beam or some shit. He wake in the next scene after after he wakes up, he's writing the fucking doctor stuff, going like, "Yo, this fucker's got to go," you know, like. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 dream logic. It's dreams within dreams within dreams. Uh, before no one thought he could pull it off with Inception, but it's I find it really fascinating and interesting. And um, uh, people the people in this the characters in this movie are are very sympathetic and interesting. I I, I will say um. The fact that he sees she, well, that Delamorte sees she a lot of, of times. And I, you know, at first, I always equated it to sort of reincarnation. But more than I watch the movie, I, I don't think that's true. I think that's just his illusion uh, after the mm. bite. Um, but I find that very fascinating. And I was like, what is the movie I've seen that's like this? Yeah. Where, and I was thinking that. I have not seen the movie, but I've seen the trailer for it. I've been dying to see the movie, but that movie called that Alex Garland movie called Men, where like mm. that lead actress is just seeing this same guy's face everywhere she walks in the trailer. The trailer's like two minutes long. Yeah, it's uh, like a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Well, no, that isn't post-apocalyptic. It just oh, looks like a regular it, world. I, I've seen it. It's 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 a fucking weird one, man. Is it okay? But like, yeah. she sees this face, right? The same man's face every time. Yes. And I'm like, that's that's very interesting. But like I, this before that, I was like, 
can I think of anything else that's kind of like this where you sing the same face over and over again? I, I don't think I have. I think it's pretty, you know, uh, it's very original. Time. Yeah. 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 And how he blames and, himself for killing her, like the real her, too. Like that mm-hmm. happens after he's bit. So I wonder how that plays yeah. into it, too. That's that's fucking ah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Yeah. Um, She's. I I didn't write the note down, but I do remember that that scene of her on that slab with the wet cloth over. Her, very creepy. Uh, yeah. Oh, the whole sequence is fucking nuts. <laughs> very very yeah very very strange and creepy. I love it. It's just really well. Again, um, the cinematography, uh, the 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 production value there. It's just really well done. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't argue with it, man. I I haven't seen. Something this insane in a while, <laughs> but it kind of <laughs> it kind of satisfies all the things I like about a movie is that it just doesn't it doesn't stay monotone. It kind of jumps around in a lot of different directions whenever it fucking feels like it. It's like I want to be a comedy for a second, or I want to be delirious for a second, or I want to be terrifying for a minute. Like it does really good job of that, dude. Yeah, it's a great yeah, mix. I agree. Great mix. Yeah. It- it's it like like you said, Chris. It's way funnier in the first half, and that second half just takes a completely different tone. I love yeah. movies like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the fact that the scene that you know when he he goes out, he he goes out and starts to like, um, uh, fuck, I forgot the word, but he's basically uh, cruising for prostitutes and stuff, and cruising to just kill anybody really, and then meet, huh. just kind of actually accidentally meeting that really nice lady in the bar. And then, you know, uh, going into the apartment and all that stuff. It's just very, it takes a very different turn. But then also you have things mixed in there, but, you know, with him killing all the fucking nurses and the the doctors. And, um, uh, and then him going back to the uh, 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 the graveyard. The fact that he's, he, he like, <laughs> he um, uh, gets his, something injected in his dick and then, like, he's sort of. But it works anyways. <laughs> yeah. And he, he wakes up the next day and he goes to Nagi. He's like. I think I'm I'm cured. <laughs> like so excited about it. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, man. fucking high five. I banged a corpse. High five, man. <laughs> I banged a corpse. Yeah. And she shows up and she's like, "Yeah, yo, my fucking boss fucked me, man." And she's just like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. This, yeah. Very strange. But you know, it's what makes the movie uh, uh, interesting and very different from most films, uh, in my opinion. But um, uh, it has a lot of um, it's got a lot of uh, traits of, you know. Uh, classic 80s italian movies and um to make them great um this one this one might have more heart than most in my opinion i think mostly because rupert everett's the main character uh but uh and he's not dubbed i mean if he if he is dubbed he dubbed himself um but uh yeah i think this uh, uh usually they're pretty heavily dubbed uh but um i think Uber Everett definitely does his own voice. And um, I got to say, I was surprised by how good the dubs were. I mean, they, there's a couple really here and good. there. Great. The there's detective a couple is, here and there that was rough, but for the most part, they were really fucking good. I agree. The detective right. is very obvious that he is dubbed. It's yes. incredibly fun to watch him be very, very dubbed. But yeah, yeah. I am not an American. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> in my opinion, that's, that's, a, that's one of my favorite parts watching Italian movies. I love the dub part. It's a lot of fun. So. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm so glad I got to uh, share it with Tron for the first time. Yeah, man. I'm not sure, but I, I don't know if I told Mike about this in the past. You but I'm glad you introduced him, introduced me to this through Shutter. It was on Shutter way back oh, right. when I first got that, like during the right. pandemic. I was like, "Fuck me, this movie's insane." <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, for my opinion, this is definitely a movie to watch uh, because before you become a deceased fuck. So, oh, yeah. fucks. And I agree. I'm glad you brought it up. And once again, because fucking Rupert Everett, I you just don't think of him in roles like this, and it's no, no, great. Yeah, it's awesome. He's always a gay best friend, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> it's been forever because I saw it in the movie in the theater, and that was a very popular movie at the time in the '90s. And uh, yeah, it was like he was the gay best friend, and that's. When I saw this it's movie okay the first time, if I like, cheat on you. <laughs> oh my god! Weird theme in that movie, but yeah, yeah. Man, that scene was yeah. You guys remember that scene? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fucked off. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, great. Uh. So this is uh this our second part. Um. Hope you guys go out and you guys can go out and go to Vimeo. Vimeo. Vimeo's got it. And you can watch this thing on in HD. 
Um, it's got, uh, I think it's got like Puerto Rican or Spanish subtitles. Uh, Portuguese. It was Portuguese. actually Portuguese. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this means nothing, but if you guys want to spend the money on it, um, uh, go to shameless, uh, films.com. I believe it is, um, which is where I bought my, uh, my blu-ray from and uh you can pick that up and it's got a bunch of cool special features on it and stuff it's like 20 bucks or whatever it's not it's not a big deal and send the money where it needs to go to those good fucking providers right oh, yeah great i agree um but uh yeah well thanks for checking the show out guys appreciate it um please uh go to uh podbean.com uh look for us there uh you can find our back catalog there i have the note in front of my eyeballs right in front of the microphone <laughs> i see it every fucking time it's like the like push the record button it's there <laughs> that was a fun time it's right here <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i will remember forever to make and go look for us on podbean it's where you can find you can find everything back to the very beginning and um we appreciate we appreciate all you guys for and ladies for checking us out and um please go watch cemetery manor do a little more do a little more so anything guys uh, anything guys and you guys want to say anything before you're off here? What? Go watch this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I think you covered it, man. Thanks for uh, showing it to me. I really fucking dug it. And uh, I actually look forward to seeing more movies like this that you got in your back pocket. So oh, let's yeah. let them out. I got a lot. I got a lot. Hell yeah, dude. Cool. So, all right. Uh, take care of each other out there, especially at times like these. Don't be a piece of shit. I'll talk to you guys soon. Later. Peace. Peace. Thank you.